0: Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez-Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power, the sun does come out after the shit storm, a good cry can be cleansing, and we really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. So welcome to another episode of Joy Found Here. Today, we are going to be talking about money, 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 all things money, and how money shows up in your life. A lot of times, your relationship with money, the way you may treat it, the way you think about it, and in some cases, empower it, it has a lot to do with what you saw growing up. Of course, this could open a whole Pandora's box, and we could talk for hours about that. But today, we're going to be speaking... A millennial. For those who are unsure if they are one, doubtful, or if you may know one or have one, they were born between 1981 and 1996. So, in theory, all three of my kids are millennials. This generation had a lot of money rules change while they were in college and are now dealing with ridiculous amounts of backbreaking debt all because they chose to go to college and get student loans. At the time, there was no reason to believe that once they came out of college with a degree, again, in theory, they would find a good paying job and pay off their debt. However, the rules of the game changed. The good paying jobs were not always there, and the value of their hard work to earn their degree was diminished. Now, don't go running for your box of tissues because these millennials have played an integral part of a new way of making money and doing business, that is by offering digital online courses. Remember, these kids were around to see the beginning of the World Wide Web. They were there for MySpace. They were there for AIM. They had the first iPods. They saw the start of Facebook. Instagram, as well as Snapchat, and now TikTok. Sorry, that's about all I know for now. So there will be a disclaimer at the end of this intro. So here we go. Jeanette Rosalia hired her first online coach in 2019 and managed to pay off $15,000 of debt in one year. She started her own online business in 2020 During the pandemic, while working full-time as a project coordinator at an amazing IT company, she specializes in all things debt payoff, financial literacy, where saving you money every day is the goal. She has a free PDF on her website with a 100 ways to save money. She offers a group program, which is a 12-week money moves container if you are a millennial dealing with debt and need accountability. She offers one-on-one coaching as well as budget rehab. She's currently involved in the membership, an exclusive online community for women in business who want to collaborate, learn, and grow their business together. They offer webinars and all of the empowerment you could ever want. So my disclaimer is this, this a Mighty Money Coach is also my daughter. We have had the pleasure of working together before in the past. I love this because it's going to be a very professional conversation slash, she's not going to call me mom. Right. No, no. I really, I can't wait to hear and learn a about her take on money, her money mindset, and all of the exercises and efforts that she's done to shift it. So welcome, Jeanette. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions, but first tell us about you.
1: So I hired my first coach back in 2019. I ended up tripling my goal and paying off $15,000 in debt in a year, currently at 22000 and nice. going wrong. But I realized that I was struggling with student loan payoff, even though I was in this class, so to speak, of, you know, I'm proving my income as a millennial, but it's not enough to cover the interest of this loan. Mm. And for five years, I watched the principal balance of my loan grow instead of shrink. and While paying it off? While paying it off. Yeah. I was in I was in a income-based program, so I would prove my income every year to the IRS and to the Department of Education, and they would adjust the payment every month for every year for five years. Well, in that program, I didn't make a dent, and in fact, the number grew every year instead of shrink. So I had to get control of it, and actually, the pandemic helped jumpstart this payoff because the interest has been frozen since March of 2020. So that helps me immensely because my loan incurs about $400 a month in interest when it's not on pause. Ouch. (laughs) I'm trying to get as ahead as I can. Start from the
0: beginning. What was your relationship with money?
1: It was very up and down. Like we had some money and then we didn't have some money, but I knew you always had to have a job. I knew you had to work hard if you wanted things. And I knew that in order to sustain a lifestyle, you needed to work. So I was one of the only people in college of my friends that had a job regularly and that wouldn't go on spring break trips and summer Mm. trips and this and that, because I would go home to work. And that was my spending money. That was my rent money. That was my everything money, my books, everything. I realized very quickly that, yes, going to college requires, so to speak, you to have a credit card. And Mm. my first credit card had a $500 balance. The first time Mm -hmm. I swiped it on books (laughs) was for $435. And I was like, well, now what do I do? Like, no, nobody said what step two was after you use it. I paid the minimum, paid the minimum for years and years and years. I finally got it to zero. I want to say like three years later and for the rest of my freshman year, I rented my books because I couldn't believe that books were so expensive. <laughs> and I remember when we went to the bank to open your account
0: and then they gave you the college credit card. Right. I mean, you had never had a debit no card. card. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that's, and that's what's missing. And that's what I really want to talk about is, I mean, uh, you know, literally we sent you off at 18. With zero
1: instructions.
0: Zero instructions.
1: Card what Good luck. Nope, we love you. We're so proud. See you later. Right don't pay it late that was the only thing ingrained in me was do not pay it late and believe me after the first time it was late it was never late again mm-hmm. and even if i paid a dollar over the minimum i still paid it it took a while but there was no education whatsoever with it with that and With taking out student loans. Like you go to college and you meet with admissions to get your schedule. What they don't tell you in that meeting is that you're signing up for these loans as an 18 year old with no credit, no savings, no plan. And then four years later, you meet with them again and they show you a number on a piece of paper and you have to accept it because you did this over the course of the four years, Hmm. unbeknownst to you. unbeknownst.
0: Correct. So then you're going to fast forward because it's interesting, you know, You didn't work in high school and and a lot of kids do, a lot of kids don't. And if you do, again, you know, maybe it's now spending money, gas money, whatever. So we do send you off thinking like we've given you all of these, you know, make sure you know how to do your laundry, make sure you know how to cook, you know, scrambled eggs and mac and cheese and take a shower and brush your teeth. But yeah, is the cable bill paid? Is, you know, how do you prioritize? How do you budget? And also interesting in a college setting is that you're going into an environment with people that come from all different backgrounds, all different money mindset backgrounds, yeah. and and you maneuver and find your way. So how did you do that?
1: It took some searching and some bad eggs, but <laughs> I found people with like money mindsets that I could relate to and bounce Mm -hmm. things off of and Mm -hmm. we could plan together and I'm very OCD. So planning is a big part of like my day, my life, every, everything. So as soon as I could find somebody who understood like where I was coming from and what I was dealing with, then we could Mm -hmm. then bounce ideas off of each other and say, okay, how can we, how can we attack this credit card bill? Or are you going to go out every day this weekend? Do you have enough money? And Mm -hmm sometimes it was a no. Sometimes it was, yeah, so let's just stay in on Friday and then just go out on Saturday instead. and We can just do something inside that's free just for that reason. Because if I did want to go out every day, I would have needed money to do that. And I knew that I wouldn't have enough money come Sunday night for the week that was coming. So that was probably the hardest thing that and realizing that other people's background, family, et cetera, would give them money every week. Like Friday came and they got paid just for being alive. And I'm like, what mm. do you mean you got a hundred dollars, <laughs> two hundred dollars? <laughs> I'm happy with the 16 that I have from my check <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and that's gonna and I'm gonna make that last as long as I can. So it was a struggle, but we got we got through it.
0: What makes me think that, I'll say, kids today, and and you're kind of in that category as well, are a little different than with, I'll say, a physical relationship with money. Money was very physical for me growing up. It was tangible. It was dollar bills. It was an actual check that you wrote. How many checks do you think you've written in your life?
1: Well, I used to have to pay my rent with a check, so... Oh, okay. In college, okay, so let's say for three years, I paid you with know, check.
0: Okay, obviously before Venmo or, or something, alert,
1: I don't have a checkbook.
0: <laughs> I I didn't think you ever had one. I, didn't I mean, they think give that. you they did, yeah. yeah.
1: When you first, say, that? account, but that's it. I don't have. A yeah, checkbook. that I have is like so. Three checks from the bank in case of an emergency. They're but called starter that. checks. Is, yeah. That but you, otherwise, no.
0: Okay. See, we had obviously money. You would go to the bank and deposit it and and you would have this savings book or savings book that they would stamp and you would see the number. You were always, you always knew how much money you had. And now, like I say, in this digital age of ATM cards, gift cards, you have a card, Venmo. You have a card. How do you even know Like, oh, I have $50 left. Oh, I have $500 on this. Like, you don't know. The world is just swiping. So I'm curious because, you know, again, the kids today, you swipe. How do you then, do you, every time you use your ATM card, do you record it? Or are you just going to look on a screen for a number, try to remember that the next time? How do you track your money? Good question.
1: I track everything in a free app called Mint. I love it. It's by Intuit or TurboTax. You can connect all of your accounts, including retirement accounts, including 401ks, CDs, everything all connects to it and then shows you, calculates your net worth in real time. It shows you how much cash you have in real time. It will categorize your spending for you or you could adjust it if it gets it wrong. And it also lets you set budgets for certain categories. So like my mortgage is in there. My gym membership is in there. Everything has a limit. And if you come close to it or you go over it, it sends you a notification like, hey, you spent a lot of money on Amazon this month. What are you doing?
0: As so, opposed to Amazon just saying thank you. Right.
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> looking in your email and saying oh, thank you. Please. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Customer well, of the I week. Thank it. you. That's how I calculate my debt payoff because all of my accounts are connected to it. So I literally just search my loan provider. I search my Capital One credit card. I search all of that every month at the end of the month. And then I total that up. And I probably go into Mint every day. So it is a visual. Yes. If you're a visual person, it'll give you either a list or a chart view or... It'll break it down by category and put them in order from biggest to smallest, like whatever you want, highly customizable and free.
0: And that's how you can stay on top of it instead of logging into your bank. Let me see what I have here. Oh, I don't know. My credit card's not due till this time. So maybe I'll maybe I'll check it. Maybe I won't. So since you connected
1: them, it has all of the due dates and everything mm-hmm. So we will remind you, okay, your capital one payment's coming up or, oh, your student loan is at the end of the month. Have you paid this yet? And Mark has paid in case you get ahead of the game. So I love it. So it
0: is being extremely proactive. Yes. Okay. So I know that we all have different relationships with money and what's a typical day look like for you as far as are you Goal orientated as far as this month, I'm going to pay this, save this. What are your, do you have the monthly goals? What's, what am I putting in my bucket? So there are so many different, you know, the Dave Ramsey way with cash and envelopes. What, what works for you?
1: So I don't do cash and envelopes because I feel like I would want to spend it. So I am, depends on the month, but most of the time, if I have an event or something coming up in the next coming months, My extra money after my bills are paid, my surplus, will a percentage of it will go to that. A percentage of it will also go to a high-yield savings account. This way, it's accruing higher interest over the course of a year. And I know that that money is always going to stay there. I can always revert to that savings if I need to. It's not like locked in a cage forever. And then a good portion of whatever I have left over goes towards my debt. There's some months where my extra payment goes towards a credit card bill, another another credit card payment, or towards my student loans.
0: So with all this focus on debt payoff, and I want to talk about your program and your ideas, it doesn't sound like you're not shopping. It doesn't sound like you're not treating, or how do you celebrate a win?
1: I have what I call fund money. The Amazon fund is real. and If I want to buy something and it's within reason, it's not hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars, I can probably squeeze it for the month. There's a lot of thinking and mental preparation for that, which there used to not be. It used to just be like impulse buy. Let's buy it. I need it. Come on. Mm -hmm. Or if you're like at Target and all of a sudden you have $300 worth of stuff in your cart and you're like, whatever, uh, let's go. And so I feel like I'm a reformed Targetaholic. Like I've mm. now grown out of that. I don't need those things. I know what I need and what I don't need. And I am a treat yourselfer. I do get my nails done every month or every five weeks, depending. I took it a step further and even told my nail technician we're on a budget. We can only spend $50 for until I mm. say different. And he was like, okay, great, let's do it. Here's your options. So all you have to do is tell somebody you're on a budget, you're watching your money this month, whatever, however you want to say it. And they should understand where you're coming from.
0: And do you ever, when some people might be like, oh, well, that's really coming from a place of lack. Oh, I have to, instead of I get to.
1: I don't see it as a place of lack only because, it's helping me get to the destination. Mm. So if I'm not doing that, then I'm not helping myself. And my eyes are on the long game here. And the student loan is about to be out of the six figures, which is a huge deal because it's Congratulations. always-
0: Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> <Thank you. Yay. laughs>
1: this month, what's happening? So- my eyes are always on the long game. And that's, yes, I have this outstanding loan that's very big, but it's not going to be there forever. And I'm not paying it until I'm 55. So that I can tell you is a fact. How
0: has that debt defined you? It used to be pretty depressing.
1: And Mm -hmm. it used to feel like I was like carrying around this dark cloud. I'll never forget the day that the letter came with the total, and. Dad almost cried when he opened it. He was like, what is this? And I was like, this is my student loan balance. And he's like, I can't believe this. I'm so sorry. None of us knew the damage, so to speak, and how right. long And that was for your,
0: your four year as well as your master's.
1: Yeah. So I went to school mm-hmm. for a total of seven years. Mm-hmm. Almost six and a half.
0: Yeah. No, it was... Um, Again, with that hope and desire of what the the value of what the MBA, right at the time, historically, right would deliver, and then things got shifted and and the workplace changed.
1: Yeah, and I graduate when like when I graduated with my bachelor's was the height of the recession, so there was ah. really no job for me to go get to have mm. this higher pay salary. a marketing degree that I never used before. (laughs) And the plan was just keep going to school because you can get a higher paying job with this advanced degree and you can still keep your scholarships and everything. And it Mm -hmm. all looked great on paper. That was until they made all graduate loans private to the student and there there was no help whatsoever. So I can thank, I think Obama for that, but I don't really know, but whatever. It's somebody. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: But do you think, I mean, not as, it's not as though you, you thought when you were younger, like, Hey, I hope I'm in all this debt so that then I can, you know, come up with this great online course or, or, fi- or, or create this online business. But isn't that so interesting, the result of your path so far? So... You, during a pandemic, as we talked about earlier, started an online business. I did. Okay. And the name of that is?
1: Jeanette Rosalia. It's as original as it gets.
0: Okay. And the services that you offer?
1: I have a group program, which... We meet every week for 12 weeks. You watch some video modules and fill out some custom worksheets about your money situation. We uncover your financial standing currently. I give you a custom budget to fill in that we can then analyze together. And whatever your goals are, we work together in alignment to achieve them and knock them out of the park. I didn't realize this was something I wanted to do until I actually did it myself and wanted to give other people the same euphoria of getting out of debt and really sticking it to these bills because you can't let it define you. You can't let it bring you down. You just have to go through it. It's not anything somebody can save you from kind of thing.
0: What kind of reaction did you find when you went online and started talking about like, here's my sack of shit, guys, and then you find out you're not alone?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people, I'll say a millennial age, were very supportive because they could understand. They're like, wow, I don't know what to do with this credit card either. Wow, I didn't know. I don't know what a high yield savings is. Tell me more. And they want to know about it because nobody ever taught them. So, so, no <laughs> course in college. Right. Well, on the flip side, the older generation was very resistant and kind of taboo. You can't talk about your money. You can't talk That's about right. finances. Correct. Very private. You believe you're going on very the internet private. and you're telling people about your debt. What's very, very bad? private.
0: Yes. And again, remember I said in the beginning, it's really how you were probably, what you were exposed to younger that some people stay in in that definition and then others like you say mm, uh-uh you know let's talk about this cuz i can't be alone right and you so found out you
1: weren't i'm very not alone whatsoever i have tons of people in the community who ask for more advice who want to know about different Aspects of financial literacy. Let's talk about credit cards. Let's talk about EPRs. Which one is the right one for me? You know, I have these cards, but I don't know which one's better or worse. Or I have these loans and I don't know which one to pay first because they all have balances. So there's no, what I found was there's no clear direction given at the time of inception of this debt. You just Mm -hmm. know that you're supposed to have these things. You're not taught how they affect your credit. You're not taught what credit is and why you need it, according to the bank, or how it's going to help or hinder you as an adult when you want to buy a car, when you want to buy a house. So there's no lessons behind that. You're just told you need to have good credit if you want to buy a house. You need to have good credit if you want to get a car. Without no question. one
0: knows the definition and or even the range or what even Correct. the credit score is and what it's based on. So what are some ways? I mean, if I wanted to start to save $50 or $100 a month. Now, I've got the same amount of money that I'm taking home each and every month. Yep. Obviously, I'm going to have the same amount of bills if I'm you know not on an Amazon Thanks. spree. Right. So but now I want to redirect it. Now I want to sit there and say, all right, so I want to start to save.
1: Start with an emergency fund. Everybody should have one in case of an emergency. We want this fund to have one to three months worth of your expenses held in it in case something happens. Say you bring your car in for an oil change and they say, hey, You need breaks by the way, and breaks are $350. You are not expecting to spend $350 and you immediately start to freak out because you don't got it, but you need it. So you put it on a credit card or something. I would use that emergency fund to fund those breaks without the blink of an eye. And then I can add my funds to that with my next paycheck and try to replenish it back to life. That would be step one, always have an emergency fund. Step two would be have a goal. So if you want to save $100 a month, break that down by week, $25, $50, however much you're comfortable per week to hit your goal. Once you do, put that money in a separate account. It's kind of like a money shuffle constantly.
0: So if I was going to do $25 a week, something then says I should like either start with the same amount of cash each week, see what I'm spending it on, or yeah. if I'm a swiper, because again, I'm a unicorn because I still carry cash. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to a, a debit card. So the way that they're spending and, you know, yeah. how many trips to you know, how many cups of coffee, let's start yeah. there because that's such the an obvious person, one.
1: <laughs> the average person spends $1,200 on coffee a year. I'm sorry, what? The average person. Uh, no, I. I how much? $1,200 on coffee a year. If you're consistently buying coffee out during the work week, say so you get three coffees a week, $1,200 a year. Wow. So one of the hundred ways to save is make your coffee at home. Boom, you just save $1,200. I also recommend your... If you're going to buy your necessities on Amazon, which I do, I highly recommend, your razors, your conditioner, your everyday items, toilet paper, body wash, vitamins, all of that can be subscribed and saved. So you can set it for a certain amount of weeks. Every certain amount of weeks, your card automatically gets charged. But as soon as I think you have five items that you subscribe to, you get 15% off all of them.
0: And these are name brand items?
1: Yeah. I just bought 40 razors (laughs) for the price of 20. All right. Go you. And I only have Uh, to do that every three months or four months.
0: Gotcha. All right. And all of these ideas, am I finding them in your... You're finding uh, them in 100 Ways to Save. 100 Ways to Save. Okay. And that's that downloadable PDF. So you know this is this is then going to i know move on to another episode because we can just go on and on but let me ask you we're almost halfway through 2021 so what does the rest of the year look like for you
1: the rest of the year looks like aggressive student loan payoff while this interest is paused I also am saving for a wedding. so
0: Congratulations. Thanks. We're very
1: excited. Saving for a wedding and a good time. So that's a new sinking fund that wasn't in my budget two years ago, but now is. Mm-hmm. So we want to see how, how much we can get. And we have some joint accounts. We have some separate accounts. We'll put it all together and are on track for a decent amount of savings as well as uh, I have some credit card debt to eliminate. So I'd like to get rid of that payment just so I can focus solely on my student loan.
0: Obviously, we look forward to following you in this journey, so we'll have to uh, check back and see where you're at. i uh, wishing you clearly nothing but success, but I need you to tell everyone again where they can find you, have access to all of these resources and free downloads, or if they just want to DM you or message you, or let's talk more, or I'm not sure, or more importantly, you know, I know you and I have had many conversations about getting in the online market and just even what having a side hustle is all about and all well, working full time. Yeah. All well, uh, you know, as we are recording this at six in the morning, because it's before work and this is the time we carve out for it. Right. So where can we find you, my friend?
1: You can find me on Instagram at Jeanette Rosalia and as on Facebook as well at Jeanette Rosalia. Feel free to send me a DM. Let's talk. Let's be friends. If you click the link in any of my bios, it goes to my website where you can download the hundred ways to save for free.
0: Well, thank you again for your time. And I'm so excited that you have graciously agreed to join us on joy found here and you know, have the conversation. It's not taboo. It's real life. It's just energy. Money is just energy. And, you know, it doesn't, again, it doesn't, as you say, define who you are. You know, again, you are a daughter, you're a sister, you're a cousin, you're a fiance, and soon you'll be a wife. You know, you're not. (laughs) Correct. Indeed. Indeed. So I'd like to keep this conversation going thank you all for listening to this episode of joy found here and give me your comments you're going to find us at joyfoundhere.com i'd really like to know like what your feelings are you know we have to just open the conversation and maybe do a little bit of better job of educating the kids before remember 18 summers we got to give them some lessons and and give them some direction. Yes. I mean, it would have been helpful. That, that was one that wasn't again in the direction or instruction book when you're born. Thank you all be well. And if you liked what you heard again, always go subscribe, rate and review. We would really appreciate your support. And until the next time, remember you've always had the power.